The political fates of Donald Trump and the Republican Party depend on a large group of voters who don't really consider themselves Republicans. They're much more loyal to Trump than the GOP. According to an NBC News poll released last month, 34 percent of GOP voters consider themselves more supporters of Trump than supporters of the Republican Party. What's that mean as he heads toward the Iowa caucuses next month? Here's David Jackson, national political correspondent at USA Today. David, are these people Republicans or are they just there for Trump and no one else? Yeah, that was kind of an arduous story. It started out... I started out thinking that uh, most Trump voters really aren't Republicans. They consider themselves Trump voters first and foremost. But upon examination, that's not quite exactly true because the polls consistently show that when asked whether you consider yourself more of a Trump person or a Republican, about 34, 35 percent of, of the voters say they consider themselves Trump people. So it's not it's not most. It's just a good, significant chunk of it that's probably going to decide this Republican nomination battle. Basically, Trump goes into these primaries and caucuses with about 33 percent of the vote built in, or at least 30 percent built in. That's a significant number. And one of the questions that people ask was, if for some reason he wasn't able to secure the nomination, where would those 30 percent of the people go? Because they've repeatedly expressed their willingness to join Trump in a third party if it came to that. But others suspect that they'll just stay home and that uh, if, for, if for some reason Trump is defeated, that the, uh, the eventual Republican nominee will have some trouble keeping those folks on board. So how do Trump's rivals for the GOP nomination make inroads with his group of people? Not easily, but uh, people are getting several bits of advice. But the most significant one I hear is that there's a group of people, beyond this 33, 30, 33% I'm talking about are called always Trump voters. There's also about a third of the voters that are considered maybe Trump voters. These are people who've supported him in the past or even voted for him, but they're open to alternatives. So many pollsters are advising the candidates to appeal to these maybe Trump voters, try to push, pull them away from Trump and convince them that the party needs new direction. That's almost explicitly what Nikki Haley is trying to do. She's going for the maybe Trump voters. Others, particularly Ron DeSantis, are figuring that they have to take a crack at the always Trump voters. They have to persuade them that there are better alternatives out there and that I'm one of them. So uh, that's that's DeSantis's theory. Chris Christie, meanwhile, is trying to consolidate the never Trump vote, and that's considered about 25 to 30 percent. And a lot of people wonder about that strategy because Christie is struggling polls. So there's a lot of different ways to go about it, and no one has the magic key yet, but I would say the the best bet is to try to persuade those people in the middle, those maybe Trump voters, and try to, to build a base around them. We're speaking with David Jackson from USA Today. Should the challengers get out at this point? Yeah, it's, uh, that's another thing I found out. There's a lot of pressure on some of these candidates to pull out. Most of it is on Chris Christie. I think a lot of Republicans would like to see him exit the race, thinking that that would give Haley a better shot at Trump in the New Hampshire primary. Um, but the, the thing is, no one is particularly interested in volunteering for this assignment. I mean, the feeling is that if it was just one anti-Trump alternative, he or she would have a better shot at winning. But the fact is there are at least three and maybe four if you count Ramaswamy and that they're kind of splitting up the anti-Trump vote. So consequently, a lot of, Repub lot of Republican poobahs are trying to push these candidates into withdrawing. There's even some pressure on DeSantis to pull out of the race, and he's been asked about it, but he's made clear that he's going to at least go to Iowa. So um, I don't think we'll have the single alternative for at least a, another month and a half. So if Trump loses the GOP primary, where do all those always Trump voters go? Right. That's Well, that's the key. Um, DeSantis thinks it'll be him. Uh, Haley thinks she'd pick up a significant number of them, but no one really knows because what I didn't talk about in that article, and I think it's something that we'll have to discuss down the line, is if for some reason Trump loses these primaries, 
you know he's going to accuse the system of being rigged against him. So we'll have this whole rigmarole about election protests and attempts to steal the election and this, that, and the other thing. So it's, it's going to be a gigantic mess one way or another. It's, a, it's going to be a very tough number for any opponent to overcome this Trump base that we're talking about. Of course, Trump is the one who says it's the greatest political movement, and he's relying on his base to carry him just to the nomination, just as what happened in 2016. But there are others who feel like it's, it's really not based on anything other than the cult of personality. There's something about Trump that's very appealing to a certain segment of voters, particularly very conservative voters, and that they're, they're with him between heck and high water. And they've even redoubled their efforts since his indictments because they feel like he's being targeted by his political enemies. So it's a... Thanks, David. David Jackson, national political correspondent at USA Today.